Are we rolling? No. Well, yes, we're rolling, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna edit this out. Wait, Perry, are we rolling? Are we yeah. rolling? It's time for uh, your fantasy baseball uh, league. Has a podcast with me, Perry. We have. The two commissions here, uh, Dave, Dave, and Jamie, for uh, another in, an exciting episode. And uh, guys, uh, how are we feeling on this on this uh, Sunday morning? Tired. I feel like commish as a title for me is a little extreme, but at this yeah, point, we're, I'll take it. You know, yeah. Just because you don't use the power doesn't mean you don't have it. I feel like I'm just like the more the moral morale morale. I feel like I'm the morale of the the group you know yeah we're, we're already using canadian time. words and we haven't we've I only ju- we've only just begun jamie you're the spirit <laughs> of the league thank uh, you thank you on today's episode we're gonna get to uh pro draft values that we like throughout uh also we'll have some uh some news and notes at the end but uh the the main chunk of this thing and we have 30 teams in the league so we might as well uh, get into who we liked at uh, different values. So Dave has uh, graciously sorted fan tracks, <laughs> players tab, so we can look at these guys. Hell and yeah. uh, what jumps out at you uh, as the t- highest bought player, not the highest paid player this year, but uh, Juan Soto at $55, only eclipsed by Ronald Acuna in the second year of a four-year deal at 87 and Jose Ramirez in a second year of a four-year at 57. Uh, Jamie, as the associate assistant commissioner, what do you like about uh, Juan Soto at that price? You know, I think, I mean, Kevin bought him for, what, like $77 last year? So already he's getting a discount. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, you get a nice floor with Soto. So, like, for 55, you're guaranteed to get a like at least a superstar player with his walk rate. And, I mean... At best in the hitting in that lineup, you're gonna get a stud that's gonna be more than worth that price, I'd assume. I don't really know, but uh, I know he wasn't as good last year, but I'm assuming the points per game was still quite high. Yeah, he just did still did pretty well. Dave, um, as someone who uh we know Kevin is looking to trade Juan Soto already, uh that's it is a little bit of a steep price because it's probably it's half of the rest of your uh you know cap space if you're trading for him right now. Yeah, I mean, it's not so bad. I mean, we know that Acuna is on the block as well. and That's a little rougher. Yeah, the problem with, you know, the big big values that are on contracts is that what do you do after this year? Right. um, Yeah, with Soto, I think you, if Kevin were looking to move him, uh, I moved Yuri Perez last year for for three months of Soto, which is hurts, but at the time I was trying to put a run together. So yeah, and and a guy like Yuri Perez who hasn't, I mean, obviously all signs point to him being great, but also like he's still a pro I mean, these are these are just still prospects and they still have to go through that final step, which is probably the hardest one, as we all know. I I, I mean I, prospects, right? Ten step. Yeah. For for someone that's looking for, you know, a superstar, Soto for fifty five isn't bad. 
I think it just makes a phenomenal outfield for Kevin with Soto, Franmil Reyes, and Josh Smith. Yeah. You know all three of those names. I mean, anytime you can pay uh, $81 for your outfield like that, you got to do it. Yeah, for sure. And then I, Bryce Harper there, I forgot completely he's not outfield eligible because he DH most last year, right? So Yeah, until yeah, until he plays 10 games. He's under Tommy John right now, right? Yeah, he's yeah. not going to play for a few months. And even then, he might only DH for the first month or two coming back. Good point, yeah. So he's stuck in you. Luckily, you have two utils, so. Yeah. I, I think Kevin, much. Kevin has kind of given the indicator that, that he's moving um, all of the big value contracts that he bought for uh, cruise cash. So. <laughs> oh, what gave that away, David? Was it all the trade block posts he's made? <laughs> it's just commissioner intuition. Let's move on to Aaron Judge because he went for 50. Uh, keep this thing. That's my job to keep this thing rolling. Uh, Judge for 50, Trout for 46, Harper previously mentioned for 46. Uh, those all seem to be in the same ballpark. Judge obviously uh, had the year last year, and all signs point to at least some regression, but I mean, who knows? I, like for me, the regression for him would just be being healthy. Like, if he stays healthy, I think he's fine. Yeah. Like, his hard hit rate and everything is through the roof, barrel rate. Like, as long as he's healthy, he's hit. Especially now that he's still in Yankee Stadium, right? Like, Yeah. That certainly helps him hit little opposite field 360-foot homers, so. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised that Judge only went for 50. It it kind of felt like now that we're in year, uh, year three, our um our veteran owners are less willing to bump these initial salaries up to in the 60 and 70 range mm -hmm. yeah and getting judged for like 50 like that that's nothing to me i think part of it too was i know at least for me was it was he was the first player put up for auction by yours truly david and i was like okay like I don't want to see who else goes out there. I don't want to spend my money yet, even if that is kind of a good value. So I know I was holding on a bit. And I do regret not going for 51, I think, on him. That would have really been a good buy. But yeah, I think at the at the end of the day, yeah, we're we're saying that's a good price for him. Uh similarly for Trout, right? I mean, he has obviously yeah. a bigger injury. I don't know if a bigger injury risk, but just being older, I think, hurts him a little bit. Well, only by a year. I didn't even realize that. That's kind of wild. Yeah, well, I think that's just Trout came up when he was like, what, 21? And Judge came up after right. college when he was like 24 or something, 25. So it's just, I feel like Trout's been around forever, like my whole life. He's like my dad. But uh, yeah, Trout has backitis, which, you know, not something you really want to have to invest in. But I think at $46, it's a great buy. I definitely would have liked no. to have gotten him at that price, but I did. <laughs> You got Trey Turner at 44, Goldschmidt at 42, which in the grand scheme of things seems a little high, but he had such a huge year last year that it's hard to ignore. Turner at 44, uh, as I mentioned, uh, th those are the top, uh, those are all the guys that went for 40 bucks. It's not a real large uh, grouping uh, alongside uh, Harper for 46 that we kind of talked about already being Utah only and missing some time. So no one really probably wanted to go over what Kevin paid just for that fact that he's was looking to go and you know, buy them and, and, and sell them almost immediately. 
Yeah, I'm kind of confused how... I, I guess it makes sense that Harper went for 46 because for 46, it's not so hard to give him an extension after this year. But also for this year, all of these guys around him are going to double his point total. Yeah. But it is Bryce Harper. So if you got him for like half that cost, you're absolutely giving him a max extension. So good point. Let's go to the 30 to 40 range and see who we like there. Or maybe the high 30s. I think starting off, you got Joe Musgrove at 39. So the Phillies again, who got judged too. Yeah, going purely stars and scrubs. Was Musgrove the most expensive pitcher off the board? Yes. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that kind of surprised. It is kind of crazy. I guess, like, he did pitch like an ace last year, but man. Are you, did he really? Did he? I, I didn't have Musgrove anywhere. I, had so him I, in I remember him being good. But yeah, he helped he me finish second in NFC. Yeah, oh, he was okay. very good. Was his no-hitter last year or 2021? Two years ago. Damn. I think. Time flies. I remember yeah. seeing that commercial all over the place on MLB TV. So. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was one of the commercials, wasn't it? It was obnoxious. Yeah, uh, so Bichette, 37. Uh, Verlander went for somehow cheaper than... Well, I thought Verlander was going to be a 40s to 50. That's kind of where we saw like the the price drop on everybody, right? We're talking about Judge, but I think it happened everywhere. Um, with uh, with Verlander going for 37, Bogarts uh, for 37, which seems like a very much what the Padres did and <laughs> gave him a lot of money. Uh, but uh, fantasy wise, he's gonna he's gonna uh, contribute. So uh, those aren't awful prices in the grand scheme of things either. Yeah, I think um, in the in the other auction league I'm in, none of these pitchers are gonna go less for less than 40. So I mean, even though Musgrove at 39 was the most expensive, you're getting an ace. So. Right. And you're yeah, paying for I, it. I feel like the the maybe not the middle of the pitching landscape, but like the especially the lower end. I feel like those pitchers got pushed up in price. It's like, would I rather have Joe Musgrove at 39 or like four dinky pitches for ten dollars? And it's like, well, I might just want to take the safety net of Musgrove, right? Yeah, this and, is one of those things you don't know till the end. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, secret baby. Yeah. Say it again, Jamie. I said that's the way auctions work, baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You got Seager for thirty six. You got Wright, who is maybe a little bit inflated based on his success and wins last year. Uh, Nestor Cortez, same thing. I feel like the the gap between the Cortezes and the Wrights should have been a lot greater than two dollars to Justin Verlander, but. At the same time, a lot of these teams are like, wait a minute, there's no other good. At, when we got to Cortez, we were like, there's no more good pitching left, right? Like, good in, yeah. in quotes. We don't actually know. Two pitchers have gone off the board. It's gone. <laughs> if you look at the grand, the total, I can't, I got to stop saying grand scheme of things before someone goes absolutely bonkers. But um, <laughs> uh, if you look at the coming into the draft, there wasn't any pitching left because everyone was under contract. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, can see Julito yeah. was kept for $35 somehow. Jack Flaherty kept yep. at $45. 45 Bieber at $42. Uh, sure. I, I mean, uh, the guys who you think that you'd want to go out and get, even the guys who are old, were not available. Uh, May was kept. He's on a four-year deal. 
Lance Lynn was bought for 31. So we're getting down. Springer 32 was an interesting one um, by the Phillies as well. Uh, <laughs> a lot of big buys for, for Philly. Uh, yeah, well, let me let me pull up. Oh, yeah. Phillies. You already yeah, have you're on Phillies right now. The, yeah. Some of their big. Look at that. Roof Nitto door in the util. I guess that's uh, what happens when you go stars and scrubs. But Yeah, he's the scrubs aspect of it. I mean, this is a this is a good lineup. I mean, I know you're not theoretically, yeah, points from story, but you, like that you lineup. Have no second baseman, but other than that, you're in good shape. Yeah. So like, you got Moreno at catcher, which yeah. could be a huge get. Hosmer is gonna put up points for the Cubs. I mean, he's not good, but he's gonna uh, put up points. Story at second, obviously a wash right now, but Josh Young, Brandon Crawford, that. That's a nice way to round out your infield, especially for nine total dollars. The outfield is even even Kevin's outfield of Harper and Soto doesn't beat Betts, Judge, Springer. And then That's you just got a, a couple dinks putting up points in the uh, Rugnet Odor and Trent Grisham. Like that that's a that's a solid 30 team lineup right there. Yeah. Josh H. Smith or F. Smith, whatever your name is, better not be listening to this show because Dave is absolutely pummeling you right now. Yeah. Wow. And then the rotation. You got Musgrove at the top. Yep. And then, and then uh, a whole lot of nothing. Whole Listen, lot whenever of nothing. you can have Rich Hill as your second starter, you got to do it, okay? Three, like Bailey over Rich Hill. Rich Hill. Bailey Ober's not even in the majors to start the year. Yeah, he is definitely like their seventh starter at this point, maybe six, <laughs> but... But we don't need to we don't need to rag on this this rotation because there are worse ones I'm sure. Just look uh, at the lineup and and bask in it. And you then... can dream on a lineup with with zero second baseman playing major league baseball for a few months. <laughs> yeah, who's in the prime? <laughs> Dave loves it. Dave is. Dave loves. It. I love Priester. No fastball shape on. His How about back. the high twenties, guys? We got to move on. I'm really good at keeping things moving. All right, 20, 20 high 20s. You got Dansby for 28, which is all right. Same as Edmund. That's an interesting comparison there because they're both going to be playing shortstop, presumably, uh, and have that eligibility. Then at 27, you have two first basemen, Walker and Abreu. And then you have two outfielders at 26, and Santander and Hernandez and Marte, three of them. So those are interesting groupings of players let's uh jamie what do you think about any of those did any of those pop for you i like honestly the shortstops like swanson and edmund for ten dollars less than like my bow buy or uh cory seager i don't mind that honestly you're saving ten dollars and mm-hmm. i don't trust swanson's bat but edmund i think is going to be fine like i'd rather have them for ten dollars less and walker i was so disappointed because i had walker at like eighteen dollars for like six hours <laughs> crossing my fingers and then he ended up at 27 somehow which i make sense i love christian walker but first base is a nightmare once you get to a certain point so i think they were inflated but i also really like jose brayu for 27 too like right below him i think he's gonna like i don't think last year's power disappearance is legit and with those crawford boxes in houston i think he's gonna hit a few more home runs this year i mean i just just think what how old is he now He's got to be like 35. 35? Just that, oh, 36. That so right there. Houston, he's he's going to have so much run producing opportunity in that lineup. He's hit more. Yeah, 36. He's 36. Okay. 
It does say his, his birthday is today. Salary, so. Happy oh, birthday, Jose Abreu. Happy birthday. <laughs> so he's 36 today, or is he? Is yeah, he it must be. Yeah. yeah. It must be. Yeah, because I remember hearing recently he was 35. So. Oh, okay. His birthday is January 29th. Look at that. I wished him happy birthday already. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Santander, Teoscar, Marte. Do, who, who do we like best out of there? Out of that grouping? Well, uh, I've I've had Santander for the entire run of this league so far. I only gave him a one year extension because he kind of sucked in the uh, in the year after the pandemic. So it was like, is is he legit or not? And turns yeah. out he is. So I kind of feel bad about that. Twenty six. I kind of like that value. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a, a decent floor for Santander. Like at minimum, I feel like he's I shouldn't say at minimum because at minimum he's hurt because he's proven that he can get hurt a lot. Yeah. But well, I mean, Oscar seems to be not so bad. Teoscar seems to be the most healthy of those three. Um, but yeah, uh Marte, I just I'm afraid of his you know declining abilities, but he's still going to get you a base and he's still going to hit for a decent average which is not a huge deal here but uh yeah anyway down to the 25 dollar players you have josh bell for 25 muncie for 25 uh Cobb's a pitcher but i was just stick to the hitters for this quick chat anderson just getting that injury uh re- you know price reduction at 25 taylor ward at 24 yeah that's and then tyone at 24 and navaldi at 24 so that's Kind of the low mid twenties there, uh, price wise. Bell we had for twenty eight, twenty nine. I think we traded him last year. He almost makes the same amount going to Cleveland, which is interesting. But uh, yeah, any, any of these guys stand out? Uh, Dave, you go first this time. Yeah, sure. Uh, do we want to just cover hitters right now and then? Yeah, hitters first. So we'll get to the the arms. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, Taylor Ward. For 24, I think if he repeats at all last year what what he did, especially that that batted ball profile, yeah, was nuts. I I think that's a candidate for a max length extension right there. Interesting, because he he was Mike Trout when Mike Trout was hurt. And how old is he? He's on the upper age. Of, he's, I mean, a, he's high like high twenties, right? Oh, he's 29. I can wow the the age is in the sheet I'm looking at. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I went to the Padres um, in my division. So I'm not entirely happy about that. Any other bats? I mean, if you look at Taylor Ward for 24 and then you look at Max Muncy for 25, I mean, I know Max Muncy has better eligibility, but there's a lot of questions about his bat right now as he as he's getting up there in the 30s. Is, is he going to end up playing first base? I have no idea. The or Dodgers Vargas or who, nobody knows what the Dodgers are doing. That's I think we can talk about that later. But that's one of the biggest mysteries of yeah of this offseason. I mean, I would assume Freeman's the first baseman, right? Like there's no. Oh way. shoot! Yeah, never mind. Yeah, I blanked. <laughs> so he's he second base though. Yeah. Right. 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 Oh no! They got JD Martinez. Okay. Yeah. Maybe see. <laughs> see. It's not that easy. It's not that easy, Jamie. Anyway, pitchers, uh, Jamie, any thoughts on those bats before we talk about the mid to low range $20 pitchers that were bought 
I honestly, I mean, I'm not a big Tim Anderson guy, but I also like that price on him. Me too. I, I think that the bats here are all good, decent values. Like Muncie, as we'll remember, really sucked at the beginning of last year because he was coming back from it was a UCL. I think he tore like he could have gotten Tommy John. If yeah, he was correctly. hurt. He played hurt all year. And then he lit it up the second half. And with I don't know if you've looked at the second base landscape, it is a dumpster fire. Oh yeah, so we know. <laughs> getting get him there seems like a decent price. And the pitchers, you know, I they're they're fine. They're fine prices. Like this is yeah. what you're gonna pay. Alex Cobb is like a mid threes ERA guy with like a maybe a strikeout printing, but for twenty five dollars, that's pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, he's reliable. I'm a Cobb fan in general, just based on his peripheral stuff. His like you know advanced metrics and the like but uh that was just a little bit we wanted to pay like high teens for him and that was a little bit out of our price range uh same you know tyone is similar in that he's you know always hurt seemingly and uh so it's a little bit of a risk same with Evaldi, right like those are huge injury risk guys yeah and uh tyone i feel like you're buying some upside with him there like you can't really like he wasn't worth that last year at all right but from what I've read, he's always had good, like, pitch mix stuff. Like, if you just changed some of his yeah. pitch mix, he would blow up. So, mm-hmm. I can see that being a really good value, but I, I just feel like at that price, you're kind of expecting that to happen, and I don't like that. Right. Then you got, just to step away from the draft for a hot second, Spencer Torkelson is a $24, $24 R2, which is uh, just kind of wild how our early drafting <laughs> It turned yeah. out in our yeah. first year. <laughs> how are you two feeling about the, the changes that we that we made? Oh, the minor draft is first and has yeah. that feeling. And I want to give I want to give Sean some credit for the the ten percent rule, which I think really helps us kind of navigate not having a, a million one dollar players coming through over the next uh, a- you know any number of years. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. All right, that's as much much credit as I'm giving Sean the rest of the show. <laughs> Low twenties. What do we got? Not to well, hold on, not to pull the curtain back a little bit. Uh oh. But but when Jamie and I were first conceiving the concept for the league, um, having a minor league auction was one of the and and the signing bonus structure was one of the things that we were very excited to try. Okay. We, we hadn't seen anyone do that before, so. Yeah. No, it's. I think it's working. Uh. You know, it's all all these leagues, no matter what you're doing, is kind of like a little bit of a mini experiment, right? Like that's that's what all this stuff is. So from the scoring to the roster size to the you know, to all the kind of contract stuff. It's I like the two different versions of fantasy baseball I'm doing in these massive leagues. I know people are in more than two, but between like the pure fifteen keeper and like the contract side, there's a two different kind of brains working. So I think it's really cool. Agreed. Same. Low twenties. Ian Happ, twenty three dollars. <laughs> Why not? Castellanos. These are all kind of similar players, actually. Happ, Castellanos, uh, McMahon. Uh, we'll leave Syndergaard out of it for a second. Uh, Sal Perez for twenty one, and Adolis Garcia for twenty. We'll include him in this in this brief little conversation here. Some outfielders who have shown signs of being great. Castellanos. I don't really know what happened to him last year, but uh, he certainly had some adventures in the outfield. But uh, bat-wise, he kind of 
fell off the table a little bit. All right. I just want to say showing signs of being great. Ian Happ is great. I am the Ian Happ stan. I am sad <laughs> that the Tigers were like so in on getting Ian Happ. I, I was the one bidding him up from like 16 all the way to 23 there. And uh, don't I, we do this every year with Ian Happ? I'm sorry. He's only 28 though. And every year he like fixes a part of his game and gets better and better and better. Look, player development isn't linear. Did he tell you this on his podcast? Okay. Did, did Ian Happ tell you this personally? I don't know where this information is coming from. Look, I mean, you look at his profile every year. Mm-hmm. He he fixes something like going into this year it was like questions about his switch hitting ability. And then he has uh, probably his best year from both sides of the plate. Okay. Just a, a balanced approach. Uh, his batted ball profile is always solid. And he has solidified himself in that Chicago outfield and offense, which is now looking much improved because they have spent a bunch of money on some, I guess, uh, not really bargain bin, but there's some names in that lineup. Jamie, uh, Hap or thoughts otherwise on this uh, group of players? I'm about to, uh, I don't know if you guys can pull up the chat for the Zoom or not, but I just sent the StatCast profile for... Uh, Nick Castellanos and okay, yeah. Oh, I see it. Yep, bad. Whoa, so he he just did not hit last year, and I don't know why because he's always been a guy that like hit the ball really hard. Yeah, I don't know if he was hurt. Like, I didn't, I don't remember him being hurt at all, but you're definitely buying a bounce back. And I feel like if he bounces back, the price is gonna be really good because he's always proven to be what like a $30 player, I guess, or at least high 20s. Yeah, he, I don't think he can be. I don't think he can be worse than he was last year. So I think that's the good news. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we know he is not in that lineup for his defense. So if he's not hitting, there's, there's like four of the other players in that lineup, though. Yeah, but I mean, Bryce is just fun. The DH, you're not yeah. DHing over Harper. So if you're not hitting, you're not playing. In Castellanos's case, yeah. I, Anybody I else? You so you to... got your, sorry. Your, he scrolled down a bit. I missed. Uh, I didn't miss your Stremski. Never mind. Uh, no, you're good. Carry on going. Going down. Uh, Garcia Rosario. Uh, just sorry. Also, a quick thought. On, yep. uh Just a quick, like, interesting thought discussion. Uh, how many stolen bases do you think Noah Syndergaard is going to give up this year? It's got to be like a ton, right? Yeah, like he has always been bad for stolen bases, and now that those rules are in effect, he's gonna give up like so many, and he's gonna be like a DFS play against for like fast guys. Oh my god, yeah, that is a good, <laughs> that is a good thought point. Um, and unfortunately, for you know, for people who are playing fans, it's gonna be definitely a, a daily. The thing about it is, for the NL West, there are it's gonna have less of an effect just on the schedule. You're not going to be able to say, okay, I want to get all the fast, you know, the D-backs love to run, right? Yeah. It doesn't quite affect as much with the the, the six fewer games against divisional teams uh, this year. But uh, Dave's doing some quick uh, savant so, stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull yeah. up pitch tempo on baseball savant. We won't spend too long on this, but the slowest pitcher last year, starter, yeah. Shohei Otani himself. Wow. Had the slowest pitch tempo with bases empty. 
also up there, you have Luis Garcia, Corbin Burns, you Darvish, Alec Manoa. Good pitchers. Take with the bases take empty, right? So, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's because Luis Garcia has the longest windup I've ever seen. So I don't know how oh, it's unbearable. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. I, I mean, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I wonder if the windup is included in the pitch tempo. I think it has to be. But yeah, and then you have Josiah Gray who slows down to a snail's pace when there's runners on base. So what's the new timing? Is it 16? It's. I think it's 15 seconds with no one on. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even worse than that. I think it's. And then it was faster. like. Anyway, it's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna have its issues. I think, which also positives, right? We're gonna get out of there and. Yeah. In the shorter period of time, I have season tickets now. I have a half season ticket holder, so. I'm you're gonna down see with guys. Shorter ball games. See the, the guys that um, were still oh, yeah, the twenty dollar guys. Already. Look at these. Look at all these twenty dollar guys. There's a lot of them. Yeah. That was a number. Uh, yeah, Adolis, Ahmed Rosario, Javi Baez, Alex Verdugo, Justin Turner, Sean Murphy, Anthony Rendon, Andrew Benintendi for 20, Edwin Diaz, Eduardo Rodriguez, Walker Bueller, and Seiya Suzuki. Or Suzuki went for 19, but anyway, this group all have some kind of minor question, or they were bad last year, or they're you know. Ooh. What's the, uh, the the takeaway here, Jamie? What do you think? I kind of like Anthony Rendon. I, I am more likely to gravitate towards guys that are good, but hurt a lot. And I think for 20, like, he's going to be hitting in a lineup with Shoei Itani and Mike Trout and Taylor Ward and whoever else they got, I forget. Yeah. But they're, like, if he's healthy, he's going to be, at bare minimum, good. Yeah. I would assume, unless the skills have just eroded that quickly. I mean, he is 32, but... Didn't he hit a left-handed home run last year? That was two years ago, I think. Oh. Yeah, I was watching that live when it happened. I was blown away. <laughs> yeah, it was against... Who was... Uh, he? Uh, it was a position player, right? I think so. Like it's 50-mile-per-hour yeah. fastball or something. Like, I probably could have hit home run, but... That's impressive. I also kind of like... like Relievers are so finicky, but Edwin Diaz has proven, I think, at this point to be like as safe as they get and as yeah. high upside as you can get. And I'd rather have him than Eduardo Rodriguez for 20. I'll tell you that right now. For 20, like, yes. I mean, probably he's... two Eduardo Rodriguez's for 20 than one Edwin Diaz. I'd rather have Is Diaz. Edwin Diaz the highest paid relief pitcher in the league? No, I think I saw Josh Hader oh, you in did. this list somewhere, but. Yeah. He's somewhere on here. It doesn't sort of right. But I mean, both of them, like other than the haters, blip last year for a, a month and a half. And granted, it was awful. Like he had life, like real life stuff going on and everything too. Like yeah. I feel like those two are like the best and most safest options you can get really during. I don't mind it. I don't mind Diaz at twenty. It's not a value. Don't get me wrong. But what about Bueller at for twenty? That's what Kevin. There's another Kevin Cubs buy, but uh I think that's a good buy for like in his situation. I like yeah. extending him for even if he went three years and then max he's $29. I mean, he's shown he can be an ace, but at the same time, I've never liked his fastball. Like John uh, John uh Jason rips on his fastball all the time. Yeah. But it's kind of true. Like his fastball seems very hittable, and yet somehow he gets away with it. Mm-hmm. So his other stuff is just Good, I guess. I mean, we know Bueller yes. has like 
70 even higher than that control so and the tightest pants the tightest pants robbie ray has something to say about that that's a good Um, that's a good comp comp. that's good uh tight pant comp yeah (laughs) this is bueller's what second tommy john it's not his third is it no i don't think so i think it's his second yeah we don't have the internet so we can't look that up uh suzuki 19 yeah. Uh, Hunter Renfro, 18. Uh, Bellinger, 17. How about those three <laughs> in a grouping? What do we all think about Cody Bellinger? Uh, I won't give up on him, as uh, was illustrated by our $30 purchase last year. But um, he's seemingly still dropping because he's 17 this year. How low can we go? Mm. 17 I mean, still expecting something from him i'm guessing right well i mean he also he he i mean he hit enough to play because his defense is stellar yeah he's a he's, a, he's in joey gallo territory right now yeah which is not where you want to be because they're both on the same team last year i mean bellinger was still i mean you know Everyone has their own issue with wins above replacement, but Bellinger was worth two, so he was still playable. Strictly his defense, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all defense. Yeah. So I mean, in in this league, yeah. But like, would you rather have Bellinger or Harris? We can't rip the Yankees on the pod though, (laughs) because first of all, he's going to meet you, and I we don't want to make him mad. So we're (laughs) he's fine. Sorry, Bellinger or who, David? Bellinger uh, or Harrison Bader? Oh, I'd rather Bader by like a hundred times. Yeah. Really? I mean, it's I'm a small sample and recency bias for Bader, but like, didn't the Yankees change his swing a little bit or something? Um, and the, he went. Oh, bleep that out. For for <laughs> like two playoff series, he was amazing. Yeah, that's enough for me, baby. Sign I'm not up. ready to buy any. <laughs> I'm not ready to buy either of them right now. What is what is Bader's salary right now? It's it's not that. Oh, in the league. Uh, in the league. Cool. Open Good. another. Just do another tab. Yeah. People um, love hearing this. I mean, listen, Cody Ballinger just OPS like 650. That might be high too. Like, I would give me the guy with. I don't want to say more upside because I mean, yeah. obviously, Ballinger has MVP upside. I just don't think he will ever get back to that point. Okay, so Gravel Pot himself has Bader on a four-year deal, second year for eight dollars. Eight dollars. Love so, it. Love it. Give me that. Value-wise, it's value-wise is an easy call. If they're both making the same, it's a little tougher. Even Fantrax has in their wonky projections have uh, Bellinger with a three sixty-seven and Bader with a three forty-five this year. So that's negligible in my opinion. Uh, they like to give Mark Contreras like 200 fantasy points somehow. I don't think he's going to be on a major league roster. Um, let's move on. Well, Harrison Bader had a 650 OPS and Cody Bellinger had a 654 OPS. So, <laughs> so you're really, <laughs> yeah, you're really having a great time there. I'm, uh, I'm telling you, like Bader, you know, when he went over, he he exploded, but he still got hit questions. Here's some more bats to think about. 
uh after we're just gonna skip over Whit Merrifield, nobody cares. Um Lourdes Guriel, Jared Kelnick, uh Dylan Carlson, Max Kepler, Alex Kirilov. All between sixteen and seventeen dollars. These this is officially when you start getting to outfielders with warts. Yeah. They they have some serious issues, but but can I throw a butt in there? Because we have two of these guys. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're biased. I mean, I have one of these guys, so yeah, throw a I mean, butt. The, the, the thing about these guys is there's, I think there's still, even with Guriel, who is not super young, I think there's still upside potential, especially in that new ballpark he's going to be in, even though his old ballpark is getting shrunk, we'll talk about. Uh, Kalanick had great AAA numbers. It intrigued Sean enough to splurge there. Dylan Carlson. All these guys still have considerable upside uh, to be better than they were last year, whether it was injury or being terrible like Max Kepler. The shift rules. People like the, to bring up the shift rules and talking about some of these lefties, especially. Um, well, it still remains to be seen how much that'll actually affect things because second baseman can still play in the hole. Yeah. This won't be a shortstop right next to them. Yeah. Jared Kellenick, really? You you still buy that there's something there? I don't, but that's what we have. Uh, <laughs> it's called a partnership. So Sean calls the decisions. I see on this. We can get well, Sean on this for that, the next plan. The next, I bought the next two guys for sixteen and fifteen, so it's kind of my problem. <laughs> I mean, I like Kirilov and uh, and Will Myers. I like Carlson at sixteen. I I think he, I mean, Kirilov just needs to stay healthy and. If his wrist semblance of like getting back into it, but I think right. Carlson has just I want, been, like, yeah, a bit whatever. I still think he has it in him. He's just been mediocre more than bad. David can correct me because he's the one that watches him all the time. But yeah, I mean, so here's the thing: I've been the Carlson hipster for a while because even before he was a real big prospect for the Cardinals, I was looking at him like he he was young at every level and he struggled at every level he went to and then corrected it within a you know half season full season and played well enough to get promoted and you wonder if that's going to be the case for the majors because he again he crushed at every level he went to eventually but in the majors he's still in that maybe it's an adjustment period maybe he just doesn't hit well enough to to you know be a full-time guy but but he does defend enough to play center and he's probably going to be there and that's a thing that'll keep you on the field especially in a league like this that it relies on just opportunity right um it's not a bad cost there uh that i do want to real quick yeah yeah baseball america did an interview with you know unnamed scouts um where they brought up who are the guys that have struggled getting to the bigs and what what kind of forecast do you see now that they're up? And Kalanick and Kirilov were two of those guys. And for Kirilov, guy, the scouts were like, you know, he just needs to stay healthy, but we still believe in the bat. And that was not the case for Kalanick. It was there are huge, serious issues with that swing that are going to need to be changed before he's going to succeed. Did he have a good triple A year? I mean, he had a fine triple yeah. year. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I know that I know that doesn't mean a ton, but just interesting. Yeah, we can, 
we can we can keep on on moving the, the description you had for carlson and his minor leagues reminds me a lot of uh george valera who i'm still on board with and, and i've been told people are frowning on now but uh i know he just had surgery so he's going to be out for a couple of months but um I feel he's like still extremely Valera, young so he's just a victim of uh forget what it's called but like long-term prospect, prospect list syndrome yeah prospect fatigue yeah he's just been on the list for what like five six years now yeah he's since he was good. 18 he, he was 18 yeah yeah but he's just it's been there a while people are just souring for that yeah but he's been young like like we've been talking about like dave said with carlton he's been young for the level every single time and it's taken him the next year to like have a you know have it put up an eight 850 OPS in, you know, when you're like two or three years young for double A, it's anyway, I'm still buying. Uh, we got JD Martinez, who's probably DH only for the Dodgers for 15. Uh, Myers, who goes to Cincinnati, uh, for 15. Meadows for 15, their outfielder. Brian De La Cruz, which angered uh, John, going for 15. Uh, those, we're gonna think of those bats before we get to the uh, arms in this range. This I think this is the part where you're like, <laughs> these guys could play full time, and if they play full time, they'll be good enough to like stay in your lineup. Right. I mean, JD Martinez last year wasn't bad. He just wasn't JD Martinez of who we remember, right? Right. Like he, he still had like a almost 800 OPS. That's not. That's probably his lowest since he entered the league with Houston, but it was still really good. Like it's like Woba, gonna... but it's in the 84th percentile. Like, what more do you want from a guy at the age of or at $15? Like, I, I can see the Dodgers playing him. Like, they'll probably rest him a bit, but I can see them giving him every chance to play every DH at bat. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just hard. It's hard to have a full time DH in this, even modern, modern baseball, the way teams like to rest guys, you know? Especially I mean, the, the Dodgers. Dodgers took an Albert Pujols who was, by all accounts, completely washed and then selectively used him against the right pitchers and the right situations. And he had a, you know, the renaissance that we all witnessed starting at the Dodgers. All right, Dave. Hey, come on. Was that not the story of the year last year? Even with You, you didn't judge, even see it, man. You didn't even see it. You can't talk. Mother beep. <laughs> uh, quick story. I was in Denver at the time. Uh, for, oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I went to <laughs> Coors Field. Pools was at 698. And I even was thinking like, if he hits a home run, I'm just going to leave the stadium and, and head back to my hotel so I can watch it. Um, And it was, I think, the like seventh or eighth inning of the of the Rockies game and Pools hit the first home run and the Rockies game was like it was like Rockies Padres the Padres were up some number and uh but it was Ezekiel Tovar's debut so that was kind of neat anyway he hits the home run I see it on my phone and I immediately like okay I'll just head out and get back to the hotel before he's up next He's up like the next inning because it's a blowout and he hits a home run against, was it Phil Bickford? And I was like five minutes away from my hotel and my phone starts blowing up. Oh, man. Wow. 
Not even a true Cardinals fan. I I could strangle you right now. Just right through this Zoom. Uh, anyway, uh, that was a great uh, sidebar. Um, let's go down. We, these these guys. Oh, the pitchers. Sorry. Uh, Marco Gonzalez is I would never buy for any price, but 15 seems like a lot. Uh, you're, you're at depth starters now, right? Like, he, oh, yeah. This is definitely like the same with Dick Martinez. Like he's supposed to start now, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, that's a classic Dave. Dave had Martinez last year in RD and was on him, so I'm not surprised he gets him in here too. I had him in another league too. I still oh, have him. In look league. at you. He was he was fine as a starter. Yeah. Um, better as a, like a reliever, five, right? Was he's like really a five good. and fly. He's like a five and fly guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good in three innings out of the bullpen. Like he was actually getting. He was his <laughs> roster percentage was going way up in in twelve teamers because. He would come in for three innings to close out games for the Padres, even if it was like a blowout, and he would get, get saves. the save. Because you know yeah. how save rules work. Oh yeah. But uh I think if you deploy him like the Rays deployed Jeffrey Springs, mm-hmm. um, which is four to five innings twice through a lineup, uh have him only use two or three pitches. Um, because Nick Martinez's changeup is also really good. Like like springs so okay yeah, i'm sold but do they have i i mean i know the rays have churn through relievers and be like okay we, here's like six guys that are elite we're fine but do the padres have that depth like do they have the relievers that can like go after nick martinez and shut it down for at least three innings until you get to like hater and get the other really good that's, reliever they have. that's easily look upable uh, Robert Suarez, Suarez Garcia, Pomeranz. Pomeranz. Pomeranz is still there. Oh my goodness! I can't believe he's still on the team. Uh, Chris Matt was useful. Wilson was useful. Tim Hill's just situation. I guess they could do it, and I'm sure they've got depth arms in the minors too. Like, that's a fine. It's a fine bullpen. It's not spectacular, but it's fine. Oh, they could put Honeywell up in the bullpen. He could be a death, uh, like a long relief guy. Same with Mort. Is I thought Mordon was expected to start. Mordon. I, I don't know. Right now they have Seth Lugo as the fifth guy. Right. That's a weird one. Yeah. When's the last time he started? Probably it's got to be like 2017 for the Mets, right? Yeah. Plus he can't stay healthy. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. We're, we're getting we're getting super started. Let's get down to the low teens here. I'll say one more debt or like one more bat I yeah. kind of liked in that range was uh, Austin Meadows at 15. Last year was like the worst year possible for him. Right. But before that, he was like a really good bat that you wanted and he was young. So, I mean, we, yeah. The Tigers moved in the fences too, right? Like, I can't, I don't know if that's particularly uh, like, like for him or not. But in center, yeah. In center, it came in like 10 feet, which is significant. Um, Yeah. We almost bit up uh, who got him? Red Sox? Was it Nick P? No, Oakland. Oakland. We yeah, we almost bid up uh, that price, but um A's Rando uh got him for fifteen. But yeah, we I don't know how many like fifteen to seventeen dollar uh maybe bats we could fit into our team, but that was one too many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh let's see. Uh Jack Peterson, similar, right? Fourteen. Um, I kept him. How dare you? No, yeah, that that's a keeper. You're looking oh. at uh Sorry, Shig Segura. And then Gibson and then Tanner Hauk for 14. Way to go, Jamie. You broke uh, Sean's heart there. Thank you. 
<laughs> I just get I get a message. <laughs> I wake up. He's like, I can't believe Tanner Hunk went for fourteen. Oh, sorry. Yes, good or, Grisham good or bad. Grisham and Gridjack. Like, they. What's that? Say it again. Good or bad? Was he mad that it went for that price? Like he's like, I should have paid more. Or was he like, that's too much for him? He's like, I can't I'm... believe that he went that high. We wanted him for. Yeah, I was on the fence where Hulk, who, whatever his name is, and I was Hulk. like, you know what, I I need. I like relievers that have the starter eligibility. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like I'll pay a little bit more for him than I typically want to. I was at the end. I had a ton of money. I was yeah. Like, you know, I might as well get the guy. So. Yeah, no, that's the that's the way to do it. That's how we ended up with Michael uh, King for seven. Is getting like the guy you. It's just getting the guy you want. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you what are you suggesting, Dave, with your mouse, your cursor? He's he, Dave likes to gesture with the cursor, which I do like, but I'm just trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out what he's trying to say to me. No, I I was just moving my cursor around. I need to start drawing things when I need to <laughs> just draw a little something on their <laughs> screen. Oh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Grisham I, and Gritchuk. Yeah, I, I do have some thoughts here. Yeah, uh, Jamie, get rid of that scribble, please. Yeah, Grisham completely sucks. That's my thought. Grisham, uh, but he's gonna play. Yeah, he is gonna play. He doesn't completely stop. I mean, if you're gonna, he we were talking about Cody Bellinger earlier. Yeah, he's in the he's in the Cody Bellinger bucket for me. Yeah, of like might hit 200, but plays good enough defense to stay on the field. And in like a roto league, he's actually somewhat useful at the end of your like a five man outfield. He, he uh, could also be one of those guys that steals a bunch of bases now. Yes, against yeah. against specifically uh, Syndergaard. Exactly. He might still like, yeah, he might still like 30 bases against Syndergaard by himself. He has to get on base first. That's the big issue for him. Uh, Gritchuk, I like, is in Colorado and he's going to play, presumably. And he hit, he'll hit you to 20 to 25 homers. And uh, yeah, that's not bad at $13. Good, good buy by the Royals. Uh, Wendell's going to play. Nice job by the Reds. Josh. For 13, uh, Danny Jansen, $13 catcher is a lot of money, uh, especially if, I mean, are they, Jamie's our insider for the Blue Jays. Uh, who's going to play catcher? Who's going to DH? I, I honestly think they're going to split catch and DH quite a bit, and then they're going to belt DH, maybe play mm-hmm. the out, like left field particularly. But yeah, I, I know Chris B, our newest league member, likes to rip on. Alejandro Kirk, but he was a really good framer last year. He can get yeah. the low uh, strikes that Danny Jansen really can't, which is like, I love Jansen, but that's his one weakness, I think. Mm-hmm. I do think they'll play him a lot, though, because they really do like Jansen. So, I mean, at that price, it's probably a little higher than I want, I would want to go, but I don't think it's awful. And he uh, broke out offensively last year, like probably midway through 2021. But last year, specifically, when he was healthy, he hit the ball incredibly hard so oh yeah I think I mean, you're, not, you're paying a I, bit upside but i think it's good uh, and i'm not knocking him at all for his ability i just think there's a, a tough like roster jam at catcher even though they got rid of uh moreno yeah belt definitely threw a wrench into playing time things but i mean he's always hurt i, I love belt but just to I give you guys a, a, just to give you guys a you know a thought about the 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 salary of catchers in the league uh this is including uh kept players but will smith and jt real moto both make 27 dollars. they're the obviously the elite players sal perez 
Um, I have it up. You don't have to, unless you want to look at yourself. Um, Perez and Murphy making 20 and $21. Uh, Yasmani Grandal is in the second year of a three-year deal at 19. Uh, Wilson Contreras makes 18, second of a three. That's a that's a decent price compared to the top two guys in this group. Christian Vasquez is in the second year of a 15-year deal. Adley Rushman in his R2 is making 14, and that's where our first-year season um, numbers uh, look uh, look pretty good as far as you know where guys fit in. And there it was good scouting, I guess, because it fits right in there. Jansen we just talked about at 13. Then you have Varsho, Darno, and uh, Haas at uh, 13 10 and 10 and then everybody else is making under that so there's only 12 catchers making double digit dollars um you'd like to have a guy under 10 that's where we found ourselves um with uh cal raleigh making three for a full-timer and i think that's where we can, that's where we're able to make up some ground in other areas if you're only paying a catcher that much but uh just your guys thoughts on the catcher market in general and where I guess where uh, Jansen fits in. Jamie. You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jansen at that price compared to the rest of them is fine. I do think he's a top 10 catcher, but I mean, just comparatively, it's hard to compete when you get like Marshall for 10 or like to me, Kirk for seven, but these were, you know, early buys. This is kind of what you have to do when you have to bid on a, catcher in the auction because he was what right. he's the third highest price catcher from this auction yep and i can't imagine the uh Haas. the prospects of the other catchers available were too too good right yeah like sal perez murphy and then jansen is definitely jansen is definitely the third of those yeah. maybe even the second but i think he is good like i'm not paying ten dollars for Haas. no offense yeah. Got him. Um, and you're yeah. not paying eight for Gary Sanchez. I mean, like, who if you had to sign, choose between yeah, the like... five dollar difference between Jansen and Gary Sanchez, who doesn't have a team, mm -hmm. it's pretty clear, right? Yeah, you're getting at least you're getting some upside with Danny Jansen. I will say, Dave, your buy of Mike Zunino, I thought was really good. I, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's a classic Dave buy. I mean, I have, I he's have, handcu he's handcuffing. Yeah, he's handcuffing his his prospect, which is smart. Yeah. If someone didn't have Cooper Hummel, we'd have him too, but he's somewhere else. Maybe we'll trade for him. That's a that's an open offer for trade Hummel or for Cooper Hummel. I'm not, I'm not sure where the hell he is. Uh let's let's continue on down the list here. Sure. Uh here we got relief we got pitchers galore here in the low just over ten dollar range here, right? Iglesias is a reliever for twelve who's not is he closing? He must be closing now. I would they got, so. They got rid of Jansen. Uh, Plesak, right, yeah. yeah. Plesak for 12. Uh, are there pitchers in this group? No. No. You got Paul no. Sewald for Paul 10. Paul Sewald for 10. Patrick Corbin for Patrick 10. Patrick Corbin for 10. Oof. Of course. <laughs> I, David Bednar for 10. Bednar for 10. I, I want to defend uh that price. Well, not the price, but the buy of uh, the lefty there. Corbin. Corbin. Uh, yeah, all of his uh, all of his projections have uh, a real good um, regression back to being an average pitcher. I think he pitched well at the end of last year. He's under contract for I think this year and next, and like he's going to get every opportunity to pitch. So like 
paying ten dollars for someone i know the ballpark's not great in washington but like we were up we were in on him for a while not for 10 but we were like a in the six to nine range where you could get someone like that who's you hopefully they can out pitch their their price it's gonna be tougher for him to do that at 10 but i think it's still a decent play especially guys like dane dunning going who doesn't really have a rotation spot wasn't dane dunning the first pitcher off the board I think you're yes. Was, I remember him being one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, and so that's why he's probably just elevated because if he's early, you know, day one, the day one bump. Um, but uh, yeah, we're getting yeah we're getting in the hour fifteen range, so we should probably try to speed things along a little bit. Anybody from that group that we liked? I know we skipped over a few guys, but uh, just like in this ten to twelve dollar range, anybody stand out? G Man Choi. No, you're just pointing. Man, it's 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 rough. I mean, I'm Drew Smiley is gonna start yeah. right. Yeah, that's a. I mean, if he's healthy, he's gonna be worth more than ten. Right. For um, me, he and Corbin are very similar, right? And that they, yeah, are gonna be they're, they're left-handed. They're old. I mean, there's there's plenty of comparisons there. And then the huge hey. if he's healthy question, Alberto. God, which he's not. He's not. <laughs> no, I. But not even planning on like. 80 good games and with the new rules he could steal 100 bags true he can't even run anymore i don't know yeah i don't know if they want to run like is he healthy enough to run i don't think he's gonna start there they're, they're talking about playing uh kike uh hernandez at shortstop right um and there's still other free agents out there so i think it's too early to tell um uh yeah jesus got a bump for being signed at for nine Chris Taylor for nine is an interesting play because he has a lot of position eligibility and he's going to get playing time. Actually, he's only second outfield now. Um, but uh, Jeff with for the Nationals did a good job there, I think. Garrett Cooper, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how long he is to play first base for Jamie. I think Luis or I is going to play first base eventually, but they're claiming he's going to play second. Um, Jazz to center. <laughs> Jazz to center. Yeah, that's what we need. Um, uh, I don't I really like, like any. I don't like anybody bought for nine dollars. Actually, why Trevor's story for nine is awesome. I I think. I mean, that's a hold for next year. Yeah, but I think bare minimum, like what he showed last year, he, he showed some signs, and I also do kind of buy in that the story of moving to a new park or like moving to a new area and having to deal with all that stuff and yeah. It was hurt, so he couldn't really get going. So I do think at nine dollars, if you extend him for a year for twelve minimum, and then you see what he can do next year, right? Like I think that's a good buy long term. I don't know how much he's going to help the Phillies this year, but I think it's a good price for him. Dave is, I like the I like, frantically gesturing at Bailey Ober for nine dollars. Yeah, the the Phillies got another. I I feel Bailey Ober, considering other pitchers were going, the other pitchers that were going for higher than this, like Patrick. Yeah. Corbin. Like for me, hundred times out of a hundred, I'm taking over at nine over Corbin at ten. Skills wise, yeah. Skills wise, yes. Uh, opportunity wise, no. Because I start? mean, no. He's down. He's like the sixth starter right now. Oh, so he's gonna start because pitchers get it, it, yeah. It, no, eventually, but I, there's other guys I like better than him. But yeah, Kent Meta right now is sliding ahead of him. I don't know. Trust him to stay uh, healthy, but I'm I I trust Maeda more than I do Mally at this point. But six one half, he I think he'll get a chance to start. I'm just saying right now he doesn't, and they have guys 
like Varland. Winder. Winder. He didn't, I think he only has two pitches and he's, I don't think he's going to start, but he's going to be a, uh, one of those swing guys. I, as a Twins fan, I like what they're doing. I like the fact that Ober, who was hurt for last year, we don't know really know what was wrong with him, um, is not in the current rotation because that means they have pitching depth, which obviously you need. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that's a good it's a good look. I'm glad they brought in or traded for Lopez. Most Twins fans are fuming about losing Luis Arise because he quote unquote won a batting title. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not gonna get into a uh another rant. All I'm right. done ranting about Luis Arise. <laughs> who I love. I have a t shirt of Luis Arise. We're now uh, in the range of guys who are, are one with the last dollars a team has so yes so we'll, yeah we'll just scroll just scrolling down. through just kind of picking anything I out like that's Karen. interesting um none of this looks interesting to me really i like karen jack for eight i mean he's a, a douche and uh yes but like once he got his like sticky icky came back or like people figured out how to create or get spin rates back higher he was elite so i mean i think at eight dollars you're getting a, a really good yeah, it was really his greasy he had he stuck in his greasy hair yeah, exactly. He's a he's just, just learned to sweat more. He's a true freak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got some old guys there. Frazier and Hosmer each for seven. That's not terrible for starting players. Um, Kendall Graveman could be closing for the White Sox. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Hendricks also went for four dollars, which I mean, eh. if you're taking <sighs> Graveman for seven now, then I guess. Hendricks for seven next year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, one guy I have a question or like what you guys think about it. Christian Bethencourt went for seven and mm-hmm. I don't really know anything about him. I was surprised he went for $7. Is he like, he's on the raise now. Is he projected to get catching time or is he? Yeah. I, I don't know if they've given up on the, the switch hitter kid, but um, I think, I think because of his defense, strangely enough, even though he, I think the A is kind of. There was a moment when Bethancourt was really like hitting the crap out of the ball last year yeah. right around the deadline. And then the Rays got him and he, I think he kind of fell off, but. I don't, I don't trust him at all, but I think he's going to get playing time at catcher. So. Yeah. Not like, not even like 60, 60, 30, or, you know. 60-40, I don't think, but... We have Jamie still believing in Kevin Biggio. Yeah, is he going to the Royals? Is question. That it was 100% the reason I bought him. Because <laughs> there's rumors <laughs> that he's being shopped and the Royals make a ton of sense, and if he gets moved there, he's probably getting playing time. So That's a good point. I like it. Crochet hasn't pitched in a while, but he is a good pitcher. Just one of those injury guys. Uh, Miles Straw is supposed to start in center. And he's not going to do anything with the bat but he's going to just like <laughs> turn at bats he gets on base yeah he's going to grind at bats he's going to grind points on steals and scoring runs maybe he's into the bottom of the order so i don't know i like he's casey good. mize for seven me too yeah yep goodbye like, yeah he was hurt last year but was, was it tommy john i think it was yeah yeah and he's not going to start the year healthy so but i mean you're getting a guy who is probably like a top 60, 70 starter 
if when he's healthy. Yeah. The Tigers are going to do everything they can to to make him or at least give him the chance to show. Yes, that he that's true. To be not gonna, yeah. He's not going to get jettisoned. I thought that was the word of the day on the Slack once. Jettison. I wanted to bring. I wanted to bring it back. <laughs> Miles Straw had probably the worst offensive half you can have while remaining a, a starting player. That's the Cleveland effect. Yeah, they they don't care what their outfielders do. I mean, they've got a lot of prospects coming up. Yeah, including Valera. I don't think he's play center, but uh, let's see. Um, Derek Hall for six, Owen Miller for six, Evan Longoria still playing. Is he is he going to play third base or is he going to DH for the Diamondbacks? I don't know. Probably a bit of both. I think I read they don't want to tax him too much. Yeah, he's listed as the DH. They they had that kid from the Royals they brought in to play third a little bit last year, but he's not even on the he's in the bench now. Era. Yeah. Oh, Josh Rosen's got a new position. Or Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. <laughs> Just mixing in some football. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. For six. Di- yeah. Not too bad. Kyle Kyle Lewis in Arizona for six. That's uh, Royals by. KC in the Sunshine Band. AC Slater. Sends uh, out. See. Yeah, KC bought Kyle Lewis and Nick Senzel. So... 2019 these are stellar Combined, they probably have one healthy knee between the two of them so. <laughs> yeah and a lot of uh old prospect rankings yeah and now you're down in the five dollar five rank. yeah if just, anyone wants to go over this just scroll really slowly and annoyingly so i can okay you know uh, how slow can you go uh that's too fast uh let's see no i don't like any of those guys i like the guys we got for for all the money we spent <laughs> oh let's see uh, i'll just name things robert suarez for five gratterall for five engine ryu for five liam hendricks as you mentioned for four these are all keepers these are all one dollar guys that people extended <laughs> eddie for rosario four. for four eddie rosario okay, for eddie four. rosario's Good. not bad michael wade taylor fourth outfielder minnesota yeah yeah, Wade, Wade Miley in the pitching factory that is Milwaukee might be interested. But... Good point. I like Lange for four. He's probably going to close for the Tigers now. It's somewhere gone. Oh, Lang? Yeah, Lang, Lange, whatever. That's, that well, is that's a French Canadian. That's being French, I think. French Canadian. He's not French Canadian. Whatever. Austin <laughs> Voth, I like as a starter, but they have too many pitchers in Baltimore now. Well, he, I think hey. he's listening to the rotation right now. No. And he. You know, I mean, it was Baltimore, but he was like one of their best starting pitchers last year. I love Austin Voth, but I think he's been completely passed up, especially because they just traded. They just traded for another pitcher. Yeah, Cole Irvin, and they have have Grayson Uh, Hicks. I don't know what his deal is anymore. He's he's a middle reliever. Paul DeYoung. I don't know what his deal is anymore. Backup shortstop. I can't believe I'm upset about Paul DeYoung. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't be. Just get over it. I can't. Okay. I McKinstry's in the Cubs now. That's interesting. If he ever gets to play, that'd be cool. He seems like he has the same role as Morel. So I don't know. He'll get, he'll he get will... 300 PAs, right? Uh, I honestly think uh, as the $3 group coming up here, I think Aaron Hicks isn't bad. Like, 
he's probably just bad. But at $3, like, why not take that shot? That seems like they want to give him that run. Yeah. See if he can at least make that contract look not awful. So, yeah. you know, why not? Yeah, th th actually, this $3 range is, is interesting. We stop here for a quick second. Uh, I think uh, Austin Nola is the starting catcher in San Diego, even though they're, they want to give, uh, they finally want to get that kid a chance. Um, Camposano. Camps, yeah. Camps, yeah, yeah. Camposano. Uh, Narvaez is the starting catcher for the Mets right now until the, their prospect, uh, Alvarez, comes up. He might open the year on the team, though. Yeah. Francisco? Yeah. Yeah, then I don't... He's just a backup, I guess, but still, it's not a bad lineup to be in when you're in it. Um, I do like Dave's by Brandon Hughes. I like Hughes quite a bit down the stretch last year. He looked really good. Yeah, he's not going to close, I don't think, right? Have they do the Cubs still got Kimbrel? I didn't even look. No, at no, Kim, he's on the Phillies. To, yeah, I was gonna say. I think he might honestly close. He's oh yeah, he's listed that. as the closer right now. If they're Jordan good though, I mean, he the was Cubs? just he closed last year because they had no one else. They like literally tried everyone, and he was he was the best one on a terrible team. I just don't know on a good team if he they're gonna trust him with that. The Cubs, the Cubs are good. could be. An eighty, an eighty win team. That I'm just, I'm just saying they're better than they were. I don't know if he closes on a better team. I mean, I think Elzelay may close. I think even you no know, Julian Mary, if you Julian Julian Merriweather. Um, I know that's I will pipe, say kind of a pipe a, dream. Yeah, as a Blue <laughs> but, Jay, Julian Merriweather threw the best inning of baseball I've ever seen in my life as a reliever. He threw like a hundred and one mile power fastball and then a seventy eight mile power changeup. That the batters swung through like second early, it was beautiful, <laughs> but that was like probably the one inning of baseball of his career he's ever been healthy. So. Yeah, it's it's possible. I, I don't like Chapman. I don't like Clevenger because they're dicks, but they also went for three dollars. Yeah, like uh, completely taking away the personal side of things. Like Clevenger at three dollars could be good, but he was also dumb last year, so like I it wouldn't even want to take that shot. Yeah, it, it's a thing where if he suspended eighty games. And then the White Sox bring him back and just play him. Three dollars is going to be good. Yeah, but he also could get the Bauer treatment. So yeah, I feel like he's going to be a little bit better off than Bauer, but who knows at this point? Um, yeah, we don't know it nearly enough, right? To say yeah. whether or not. Yeah, there's no point in speculating on that. Um, we loved Estevez for more than three and got him for three, so. That's just my interesting. Um, and then page, can we go to the next page? Is that possible? Do we want to? Is it worth it? We might I, I as think, well just to see we've, quickly. We've hit, we've hit the rock bottom. Uh, you're right. Reese McGuire's is the top name is pretty yeah. telling. Yeah, <laughs> he's got. I a, like Jonathan a Hernandez. Girlfriend. Yeah. Wow, thank you. That was another reliever buy of mine. I, I nice think he job. just came back late last year and yes. it was good, but like most people just didn't realize how good he looked when he did pitch. Yeah, yeah, I like Hernandez. They also have another injured right-hander. What's his name? Who's the other closer in Texas? I mean, was he bad? Are you talking about Leclerc? No, no. Leclerc, yeah. Yeah, he was bad. <laughs> he, was, he was just he bad? Was I thought he was the closer. He was he was not good. At least from what I remember, I don't remember him being had, too good. He's projected year. for 21 saves. He had, I do think yeah. Brock Burke is really good, but he's more of a 
long reliever, I think, than a yeah. true closer. Yeah. Um, Dan- Daniel Hudson is the closer in LA right now, which for our sake, we hope that changes to Bruce Dargratterall, but it could be uh, Phillips. It could be Hudson. It could be someone outside, although there's not a lot of outside options unless they trade. Um, yeah, Emmanuel Rivera is gonna. He played. He played. He played well last year for Arizona, but they don't seem like they want to give him a starting spot. Which is I will also kind of always love Chris Paddock. I think for three dollars you extend him for six. See what he does the year after Tommy John. Yeah, it's a nice gamble, but I mean, you have to hold him a year, so that sucks. Yeah, if we had a roster spot, we would have done it, but we are trying to win this year, and it's tough to just throw that away. Steve, same with Strasburg, right? For two, he's not quite the same boat, but. Yeah, older. I I did see you guys bought Jake Junis, and I really like I liked what he did with San Francisco, but he's not back with them, right? Like he's a free agent still. Is he? Isn't he in their bullpen? I honestly don't remember. He because uh, I, I thought he started a couple games. He's a long guy until they need him. Which look at if you look at their rotation. Oh, okay. If you look at their rotation, it's gonna need him. Yeah. Especially the bottom three, like but they have. Desclafani in the bullpen right now. They have. They're. I think they're. They're doing a lot of teams are doing and getting a, just getting a lot of starting pitching and saying they got to do a six man. You do not put Desclafani in the bullpen, right? Or Jacob. I mean, Jonas, he wasn't good. Of they should do a seven man. Was he? Okay. Well, anyway, I think we've hit three. Rock Jacob Junis. Sorry, I had to yell that. <laughs> Oh yeah, he was pretty bad, huh? I didn't yeah, realize. He yeah, that Junis bad. is much better, and all of his 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 you know Saris pitch pitching metrics are, are are really good, so we like that. And Kyle Harrison also is probably better than both of them right now. So. Yeah, let's don't mention that. We also have Kyle Harrison, so bring it on. The the, <laughs> the franchise legend Giants are coming, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. All right, how do we want to close this off? Uh. Well, we were going to talk about other things, right? Yeah, we have a we we still want to do that on our news and notes that we need to get to. First up is that that was we hope you enjoyed that whatever the hell we just did. Um, no one's going to listen to all this. No one's going to listen to this part either. But, oh, they know, definitely this will. For, this is for our sake. This is the part where they turn it off. Uh, all right. Um, that was the pro draft value part of the pod. This is the third episode. If you made it this far, you're probably in the league. <laughs> and a big nerd ballpark how does that affect uh fantasy baseball and they're bringing if people don't know they're bringing in the fence in a little bit in right center and left center and they're raising the wall a few feet for whatever reason as our as our blue jays guy uh jamie what do you think of that uh i'm not smart enough really to understand like how it's gonna affect i mean lefties are gonna get a boost and especially guys like i think boba will get a good boost too because he loved hitting oppo Mm-hmm. Um, but I think lefties like Belt and uh, Varsho are going to get a big boost. And all my RD listeners do not listen to this, but I think Addison Berger is also going to get like when he comes up. I think he'll get a pretty good uh, power boost because he loves hitting fly balls. And as a lefty, I think that's a good spot for him. Where does he play? Second base, short. Uh, he. I think he'll end up at third. So it's going to take. Yeah, he can. I think get away with second. So I mean, if with like. Maryfeld sucks and Bijou, who already sucks. He's gone. And <laughs> it, it gets traded or forget who the guy they had last year that kind of blew up, which is bad as a Jays fan. 
he so, went to the All-Star game, too. I can't remember. Yeah. Espinal, yeah. Um, I think if they are bad, like, you could see Berger if, you know, he hits well in AAA to begin the year. But, yeah, I think as a Jays fan, I'd be more worried about the pitching. Yes. Uh, a lot of, like, I, I read a stat that Alec Manoa and, like, uh, Kevin Gosman gave up a ton, a ton of fly balls to that area of the park that could turn out to be home runs. And especially Gosman, like, when he gives up contact, it's hard contact, which is kind of concerning, but I, I think they'll be fine in the long run. Like, I wouldn't downgrade them too much, but it's just something to keep an eye on, you know? Uh, Tyler, we'll, we'll stick with Jamie here and Tyler Gender. I don't think Dave has any more to say on the, on the ballpark unless he does. Dave, do you care about the ballpark? No, I, I just don't think it's going to have too much of an impact. Maybe a couple more home runs. I will say, like, I think Roger Center has had this reputation of being like a hitter haven. At least it was maybe like during the Jose Batista, Edwin Encarnacion days. Yeah. But the uh, neutral humidor really kind of did. Oh, yeah. That. For like, everybody. Think, yeah. Yeah. Roger Center last year was like a, the 17th or 18th best park to hit in. So, like, it hasn't been that great of a hitting park. Hmm. So, I really don't think this will change all that much. Mm hmm big shrug for me because we haven't seen it in person yet or like you we don't have any data yeah. to back it up but it is kind of but, funny right recently because you had you know detroit's also pulling their center field wall in last year baltimore <laughs> like for whatever reason just made a giant wall in left field and moved it way back and then their pitchers obviously love it and if you're if that i think that has had the most effect of, of any of these wall movements right baltimore yeah you you see ryan mountcastle who absolutely brushes the ball but only hit 20 some odd home runs last year. Yeah. And his ex home run or whatever. I mean, expected stats aren't by all end all, but like he should have had like 35 or something. Something yeah. absurd. Like that sounds too high, but you know, yeah. something poor, like that. Poor Mount Castle. Yeah, I feel bad. Uh, Tyler Gentry. Uh, so did you know last year, and this is going to be called the Did You Know, David? Yeah. Did you know, David, that Tyler Gentry? Had an OPS of 972 and double A. You want to know who was behind him? Okay. Big prospects that are getting hyped, like Edward Julian. Okay. James Outman. Okay. Jordan Walker. Did you know Jordan Walker hit where he did? Yaner Diaz. Like he hit really well. Okay. Uh, Baseball America gives him a 55 hit and power grade tool. Okay. Pretty good. Not bad. And did you know? I'm pointing at the camera. He changed his swing. That This is the biggest thing that sold it on me, okay? When he was drafted, whatever. But last year, Baseball America, he was their uh, minor league player of the year. And I should thank David for letting me have access to Baseball America. But there was an article put out that said, I just simplified my load and my swing. Gentry said, last year, I had a really long and slow load, kind of a longer swing, and it was getting me into trouble against guys with good velocity at the top of the zone. Now I just try to keep my head and feet as still and quiet as possible while loading, trying to have a nice compact swing, and that lets me see the ball as deep as possible. And he did great. He had a really good year. And granted, he was only in double-A for, I think, half the season. And he is 23 years old, so he's a little older for the level. But, I mean, what more do you want from a guy? He's, you know... Oh, he's about to be 24, actually. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, well, so he's still young double-A. Yeah, but he's not as young as, like, Jordan Walker is, like, 20. So I understand why he's not being rated as highly as Jordan Walker. But I think it's the Kansas City Royals. Their outfield, outfield isn't that great. 
from what I remember. Like they've got who's projected to play ahead of him in their outfield. Let me go. I got Ross Arisos right here. And this was my thinking with the um Michael as well. Like I was like, you know what? I just want guys that are potentially gonna play this year. I don't really care like how like I'm not gonna go for the super upside far away guys. Like a lot of my MLB MILB strategy was just to get guys that are going to play, but potentially graduate if they don't, whatever, I drop them. But yeah, like they have Kyle Isbell ahead of them, whatever. Drew Waters, who I do like and think is interesting, but he still wasn't great before he got traded. And right now their projected right fielder is Edward Oliveras. Like he hasn't yeah. yet. So there's not a ton of depth there, you know? Like I, th I think if he hits well and then goes to AAA, it, he's, once you get to AA, you're like a knock away from the majors if you want. If you hit well enough, you're there. So, so my my issue was not so much with the buy; it was the money. It was like what fourteen dollars. That's fine. I think you were getting a lot of equivalent, interesting guys flying under the radar uh, with interesting potential um, for like three dollars too. So, is this about your that, draft trade, Jamie? Right there. Is this about Jamie's draft grade? Is this why is this why he's bringing up Tyler Gentry? Yeah, he's mad. Oh, no. I honestly don't care. Yeah, no, it sounds like you, you just gave a you just give a diatribe about. Don't put in the Tyler paper Gentry. that I was mad. <laughs> it, no, I was mostly you didn't like Tyler Gentry on the one pod I was listening to, and I guess if it was the buy the price, I mean that's understandable. But he was a guy that I wanted to get, and I figured I'm going to pay up for him sure. to yeah. get my guy. You know. If if it, it, I thought it was mostly you just didn't like Tyler Gentry whatsoever, and I was like, oh no, he's he's pretty good. But gonna, yeah, I understand at that point. I'm gonna clip that and send it to the Royals. Um, right. Maybe they'll have, listen to Jamie. Uh, on that job. note, um, who is who is Byron Laura? Because you guys are telling me he's suspended for domestic domestic violence. It's he's, not even that like really some, big of a story. He's just some IFA. Hey, do we want to go over some uh, rules changes that I'm gonna put up for vote? Uh yeah, after we talk about the Rockies owner being a dummy and ripping on the Padres. Oh, everyone knows that. Well, yes, that's just Dick Manfort for you. I mean, I don't know. He uh seems like an idiot. <laughs> they're they are shooting for five hundred ball and are gonna hit under that. Yeah. And I mean like He's ripping on the Padres having like five or six superstars and being able to pay like five or six superstars, but like the superstar you're paying for currently plays for the Cardinals. So that's your fault. Yeah, really. someone should remind him of that. Rough. Uh other quick hitter notes. Jason Vossler is headed to uh Asia, unfortunately. Because we love Jason Vossler on the show. Jason Vossler stands. And then Scott McGuff <laughs> is back in the majors after being uh, slightly above average in Japan. Who? And maybe he closes like, for the Diamondbacks. <laughs> that felt like a fake name. Like it feels like like it's like Scott McGruff, the crime dog or whatever. It is, yes. Yes. He's related. <laughs> All right. Last last thing on the show is Dave talking about rule change stuff. So uh I'll definitely turn it off now. Yeah. <laughs> Some quick hitters um, uh, that I'm going to put up for a vote. Uh, a vote. Okay. Um, 
should teams be allowed to go beyond the $20 cruise cash limit? Wow. As in, should you be allowed to trade it away more of it as long as you have enough at the end uh, to, to cover what you traded away? Would there be some kind of tax on that? I don't understand how that worked, but that's interesting. Okay. I can only see that going poorly. I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, it should be less. All right. Next next rule. Do we open up auctions to all pro and semi-pro leagues like the NPB and KPO, but not collegiate slash high school? Um, so that if someone wanted to buy an NPB player, no matter if they were in or not, they could. Wow. That's interesting. Because I feel like at that certain point the same rules would apply, right? Like if you're bidding, well, it depends. Like a Japanese superstar kid who's like 22, he's not projected to come over for like five years. Would there be an increase on price each year or would he just be at the same price? This would also include Dominican leagues and Cuban leagues because those are semi-pro leagues. Uh, I think we'd have to set a, if that's an interesting rule, uh, I think you'd have to set a, which, which leagues, obviously you'd have to set which leagues are included because I think, those Dominican leagues are where, like, what, like, sixteen-year-olds play? Younger, even. <laughs> yeah, that that's a little different than me than than Japanese leagues, I think, because those guys are at least like we're getting into an age issue for at least from my personal opinion. Obviously, that it's a vote, so whatever. But I think those are a little more established leagues who have. I don't need to be scouting like. <laughs> it's a lot more work for people to be looking at. I guess that's that's my, that's my opinion. But uh, yeah, it's a very interesting idea. Um, I think you wouldn't have to change. It'd be part of the, it'd be baked into the risk, I think, for the Japanese leagues, especially. Okay. A couple things not too spicy. Um, a set length uh, of window on new owners being allowed to drop players without penalty, uh, perhaps even not allow them to trade until they submit who they do not want to um, have on their roster anymore. By that, I mean dropping contracts without penalty. Uh huh. Uh, second up, playoff based seating instead of just purely final standing seating. Um, that comes into play for uh, how much auction money you get in the minor league auction. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things that not too spicy. Uh, those are spicy at all. This was real spicy in RD. Um, the Jofer rule do you want to allow some form of comp? compensation probably in the form of cruise cash uh for teams that have a player that has some kind of life event or suspension or anything non-baseball injury related that causes them to uh have their future in flux basically so like clevenger would you be okay with the owner dropping that player and their contract and have no penalty and receiving some form of compensation, maybe based off um, like their ranking or any, any kind of thing like that. If they were a prospect, if they were a high rank prospect. Hmm. Now you said Clevenger, did you mean Hendricks? No. So Clevenger would apply here because he got a suspension and I would in this rule say if they get a suspension that's a non-baseball related thing and more or less the same as Hendricks. Mm. I mean it's it's obviously 
you know, has a worse mouthfeel, but. Mm. Uh, Absolutely not. Just because we're on a podcast, I guess I could give an opinion. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that it's part of uh, the idea. I, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes with every Major League Baseball player, obviously, but there, I think there's just some inherent risk with all that. I, whether it's if it's like an injury, if it's like a serious, it's a very serious injury or you know, career-ending something that's not. I don't, I guess that you're right. You bring up a point like, where's the line drawn, I guess. But I feel like player conduct and something happening to a player are easily kind of separatable. Right. So next up, we have uh, something I was talking about uh, with Jamie. First of all, um, we're probably going to do the MLB and MLB, MILB auctions uh, starting in February next year yeah um, because now with these new timing windows the 12 to 8 reset um we flew through the auctions without yeah. those four extra hours on like basically the entire first half of the board uh we saved about a week on each auction so now we're ending in january instead of like over halfway through february that's a good that's a good rule i think not the people will uh, have too many problems with that yeah, I'm, I'm that's just going to be uh i'm putting it in um, oh nice also, yeah i'm also just clarifying some things and screw the, the people no no functional changes there yeah and king, king david finally uh i was talking about this with jamie a dfa window um, wow so, so what i mean by that is when contracts are submitted at the contract deadline for any player that was already on contract and is being dropped, so not guys that were not get on an extension and are just being cut. Yeah. Uh, so this would have applied to five guys last year, and I can burgers I can and fries. Um, do you guys have five guys in Canada, Jamie? Uh yes, we do. Fantastic burger, very expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, kind of expensive, but good. Yep. This would have applied to. Frank Schwindel, Luis Torrens, Tuki, Tuki Toussaint, Justice Sheffield, Will Smith, relief pitcher, who were on contract and were dropped at the deadline. Do you want to allow, uh, based off reverse seating, so basically how it works with DFAing in the bigs, uh, for all teams to submit a private message to the commissioner saying, I want to put a claim in on that guy priority based off reverse seating. And if they put a claim and they have the highest priority, they get the player contract as is. And the other team does not receive a penalty of any kind. It would be a 48 hour window to submit a claim uh, for any guy that was dropped and had a contract. So it's probably going to apply to, 10 to 15 guys next year yes that's cool if it was if it was more than that that would create too much work for commission as a as a fellow commissioner elsewhere uh i don't want it to be too much added work to do manual things like this but i think this is such a small group of players that i think it's a cool uh addition so i i think this year um it would have 
Before the news came out, Mike Clevenger was $12 on the final year of an extension. And, and I think that would have been an easy, someone would have grabbed a starting pitcher with a lot of upside for $12. When at, at the deadline, at at the after the, the contract deadline yeah. for this DFA period. Oh, okay. So he, he's not on the. He didn't get DFA'd in the league. So he he did, but since the Twins came in, the new owner, um, oh. all penalties were dropped, so he's he not. Caught, oh, he got a free drop of him. Okay. So he would have been on this list if 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 not for the fact that the Twins owner is new. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good. That's a cool addition, and I think it's worthwhile because there's guys that certainly, if you're contending or or if you want a guy like I don't know, I don't know if I'd take any of those guys, but who knows what your situation situation is. All right, that's all I got. Awesome. Well, we've set the record for the longest podcast in show history. Uh, well, maybe we'll break it next week. Who knows? Uh, Dave and Jamie, it was good talking to you guys. You as well, Parrish. Thank you for having catch, me on. Catch you on the Slack in uh, like a minute. <laughs> See you. Hell's yeah, brother.